This is BookCareers.com Live, the podcast about careers in book publishing for people who are looking for a job, building a career or who want to do their current job better. I'm your host, Suzanne Collier, the founder of BookCareers.com and it's my job to solve career problems relating to the book world. If you're looking for a job in book publishing, do check out the bookcareers.com website for all our services. There is bound to be something to help you through your current situation. We have a newcomers job club, a professionals coaching group, offer help with CVs, covering letters, applications and interviews, run a one day how to job search in book publishing course, as well as support people through redundancy or even wanting to career change out of book publishing. Visit bookcareers.com or book into our careers clinic via the website or my email as always is Suzanne at bookcareers.com. Hello and welcome to episode 205 of bookcareers.com live which is a publishing job seekers question and answer session. Just before we kick off I'm pleased to tell you that as per the last episode I'm sitting amongst over 40 boxes of books but I have finally moved home. The internet should be collected tomorrow and it will be full steam ahead. Expect dates to be announced for our professionals coaching group, the Book Careers Job Club, some interesting podcast guests and possibly an online how to job searching book publishing course as well as a face to face. It also means I'm able to book appointments once again for career development, help with CVs, covering letters and interviews, as well as our usual free careers clinic. And I look forward to speaking to you one-to-one very soon. We started our careers clinic again this week and had a mass of calls. Here are some of the key questions and their answers, which could be of help if you are currently job seeking. Question. I've been looking for a job for a long period of time. I think I'm doing everything correctly, yet I'm still getting nowhere. Is it really this hard to find a job in book publishing? What am I doing wrong? Answer. There are lots of things to unpick here, so let's try and address most of them. Book publishing may offer a rewarding career path, but yes, it is a difficult industry to get into, mainly because although it generates approximately £6 billion of income to the UK economy, it is still a relatively small industry in terms of people. There's no accurate number count, but a rough estimate is between 35,000 and 55,000 employees. The biggest employer, Penguin Random House, has just over 2,000 employees, and probably a 1,000 of them are not in publishing roles, but cover the warehouse, operations, accounting and administration, for example. Compare this to other companies and industries. Currently, I understand British Airways has a workforce of over 35,000 people and there are over 634,000 teachers in the UK. So by comparison, the UK publishing industry is small. 
yet it remains a popular career choice for many, so there will always be far more applicants than jobs available. If you're always applying for jobs with the big publishers, you're likely to be in a larger pool of candidates. If you think about it, if you ask any person on the street to name a book publishing company, the first name they're likely to say is Penguin, because everybody knows Penguin. So it's fair to assume that when Penguin advertise a vacancy, they receive far more applicants than a smaller publisher would, mainly because of their brand recognition. Whilst you might want to work for Penguin and apply for jobs within Penguin, you'll always be likely to be in a mass of candidates. So even if you feel your application and experience matches the role, it might be harder to secure even an interview just by the sheer weight of choice of suitable candidates applying. This is why, although I'm never going to say don't apply for Penguin, do apply for Penguin if that's what you want, we will always recommend you look at publishers outside of Penguin or the Big Four. The best way to find other publishers to work for is to look at the Independent Publishers Guild website as they have a job page where their members advertise vacancies. Independent doesn't necessarily mean small. Bloomsbury are members and they are by no means a small publisher. So cast your net wider and find other publishers who have job vacancies. Without naming any names, some publishers I know receive 200 applicants for roles, which someone like Penguin might receive a thousand applicants plus. That means your application has five times more chance of succeeding within a smaller publisher because you are in a smaller pond. My other point is to see if you can gauge where in the process your application is falling down. My rule of thumb is that if you are never getting anywhere, then it's your CV and covering letter which is to blame. If you're getting interviews but never getting the job, then it's a mixture of your interview and your CV and covering letter, which is to blame. That's why we offer employability consultations, so that you can get help with one application or be prepped for one interview. And that helps us analyse why we think you're not getting the jobs. Nearly everyone who books an employability consultation finds their hit rate improves, that wherever they were in a job search, whether they were getting nowhere or getting first interviews or always finishing second, their job search will usually go up at least one notch. Just before recording this episode, I had an email from one such client who was prepped for an interview and described the call as invaluable. Yes, they got the job. Obviously, we can't make any guarantees. However, many clients have successfully obtained roles due to having a consultation like this. The other point is my old favourite, read and understand instructions. 
so many times candidates do not read and understand the job advertisement. They've read the job title and skimmed through the advert, not taking in the detail. They missed the part where it said working from our remote office when they're looking for a role in London. Or they've read that it's a marketing assistant job and applied and missed off that it covers social media and they don't want a role working on social media. These are just two genuine examples of how failing to read and understand job advertisements can mess up your job search. Time for another question. I've got editorial experience in another industry and I want to set up as a freelance editor. Where is the best place to start? The answer. There really is only one place to start, and that is with the Chartered Institute of Editors and Proofreaders, or the CIEP as it is now known. Some of us might remember when it was called the SFEP, the Society for Editors and Proofreaders. Now it is a chartered institute and can offer formal accreditation for its members, and it's the best way forward for anyone considering freelancing in editorial because you need to go through the CIEP and their accreditation process. As with anything, I can't guarantee you will instantly find work by being accredited, but in this day and age, why would someone employ a new-to-the-industry freelancer who hasn't been accredited versus someone who has been accredited? I know it is something that I would look for and most publishers do too. That is the whole purpose of the accreditation procedure. So do check out the CIEP. The next question. I'm looking for networking opportunities within book publishing. What are good organisations to join? If you're starting your career within book publishing, then the number one organisation to join is the Society of Young Publishers, the SYP as it is known. As part of my code of ethics, I have to declare a huge interest in the SYP. I'm a previous chair and chaired it five times in 10 years. My association with the SYP goes back over 30 years. However, it really is the best place for anyone starting out. They have lots of regional branches and activities, including book groups, a mentoring programme and have an excellent annual conference. In my notes for this episode, I have written down JOIN THE SYP in capital letters. That is how important it is. There are lots of other organisations too. Publishing is a very, very social industry. The Galley Club is a semi-social group which meets regularly. Traditionally, its members came from the production side of the business, but I have met lots of editors and marketing staff at their meetings too. Book Machine is another fabulous place and their meetings are coming back face to face this year. They also have one or two regional events as well. Other things to look out for are the Children's Book Circle, the Publishers Publicity Circle, the Book Marketing Association, Pride in Publishing, BAME in Publishing, and I know many other groups which have started up. 
The best place to find out about most of these societies and their activities is via Twitter. And this brings us on to our final question in this episode. What social networks should I be active on? Answer, all of them, or at least lurk. Firstly, Twitter is still a vibrant place for the book industry. I know at times it can feel like a cesspit of hell, but follow the publishers you want to work for. Look at who are they tweeting. Maybe it's their employees. Maybe they're tweeting their authors. Follows those too. Make sure you mute any words which you find upsetting or distasteful so you only see the conversations you really care about. In case you aren't aware, Book Careers has an active Twitter feed, so do follow us. In fact, you can follow us across all networks. Just search for Book Careers on any platform. If you are in the world of work, then LinkedIn is essential. With several past podcast episodes covering LinkedIn to help you get started. And if you're wondering how people get headhunted or found, then it's mainly down to LinkedIn. TikTok is a useful place to be because BookTok has really influenced book sales and the industry in a new way. Anyone considering a role in marketing or editorial should be aware of the place TikTok has in the reader community. Instagram is great for visuals from all the publishers without the politics and anger of Twitter. But I would recommend you ensure you have a profile on all social media, even if you just lurk. Look at how each publisher acts differently on every platform, how they talk to different audiences and how some might be brilliant at Instagram but lousy at Twitter or brilliant at Twitter and lousy at Instagram. It does happen. Plus, following them on each social media platform will give you some great content to include in a covering letter or something to talk about at a job interview when you're thinking about why you want to work for them. To find our past podcast episodes tailored to each platform, please go to the Book Careers website, click the top link which says podcasts and use the search box to find the relevant episodes. That wraps it up for this week. Do look out for all our updates on social media. To make a booking for an employability consultation, please use the link on the Book Careers homepage. To book a free careers clinic call, use the book a call button on the Book Careers homepage or if you are stuck, My email, as always, is Suzanne at bookcareers.com. Now it is your opportunity to join in the live discussion. You can find us across social media using the hashtag bookcareers or on Twitter at bookcareers or me personally, Suzanne Collier. Or visit our own platform at bookcareers.com slash live. Thank you for listening. May you all be doing a job you love and being paid the salary that you so richly deserve. <laughs>